Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit promised in Joel 2.28, and we equip for the outpouring so that we may engage in the outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. We have with us a very special guest that we've known for decades. His name is Robert Baldwin, and we love him very dearly. He is a man that has been contending and equipping and engaging in the outpouring as a pastor, as a missionary, and now as a Facebook teacher. We are delighted that you're with us, and we trust that God is going to meet you in a very special way today as we interview our dear friend, Bob Baldwin. And if you would like to contact us, you're welcome to send us an email at feedback at globaloutpouring.org, feedback at globaloutpouring.org. Or if you'd like to go to our website, it's globaloutpouring.org. There's all kinds of things that you can see there. You can get on our email list. Uh, We have several lists that you can choose from. You can see what our events are, see our blogs, uh, shop in our bookstore, and you can even donate there if you want to help us with uh, whatever the Holy Spirit is leading. So we're welcoming today our dear friend, Robert Baldwin, Bob. He and his wife have been with us here at our headquarters for a number of years. I don't remember just how many, Um, but Bob does all kinds of things around here, and he is a tremendous blessing. We first met you when you were pastoring in Leavenworth, Kansas, and how did the Lord connect you with this ministry? Well, it was through Sister Judy Nusi, who lived in Leavenworth, where we were, and she kept talking about it. And got our curiosity up because it was a missionary thing. And I had a call for missions. And then we uh, went to our first conference in St. Louis. And I believe that was 1982. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So tell me, what was the big turning point for you? What did God do in your life that took you to a new level? Well, that was when I received the Holy Spirit because I was actually born again in 1959. And so my wife and I walked with the Lord while I was in the military. And after we got out, we were praying and asking God to use us. And in 1972, I started preaching in the jail. And I was hungry for more, and I began to hear more about the way the Holy Spirit was moving. And I read a book, Prison to Praise. Oh, that's a life changer. And I was in a church out in western Kansas in the country where people hadn't met for years. It was abandoned. Hmm. But it was where my ancestors met. Wow. So I was there worshiping God by myself. Hmm. And I was saying, how great thou art. And then I said, Father, I don't know whether there's anything to this tongues business or not. (laughs) But I said, if there's a higher way or a 
better way that you want me to experience. I want it. Yeah. And God sovereignly just came on me with such power wow. that my mouth was speaking like an auctioneer. Wow. <laughs> I've never spoke wow. that fast. <laughs> <laughs> my mind was saying, what's going on? Wow. I recognized that I was spirit and soul. That's right. And I came out of that experience with a whole new life. Wow. Because that was the most supernatural thing that had ever happened. Wow. Hey, before we go any further, I just feel led of the Spirit to have you pray for anyone who's a listener right now. That listener that hasn't yet received, but they're wanting more. Would you pray for them? I'm sure you've had yeah. lots and lots of people filled with the Holy Spirit under your ministry. Yes. Well, it's the work of love. It's God that wants to fill us with his love, his purpose, his gifts, and he will meet your need. He'll meet your hunger. And that was what I was experiencing, the hunger. So we come to him and we ask for what he would give us that would help us and glorify his name. And the Lord will truly answer your prayer of faith. The Bible says, ask and you'll receive. And it's as simple as that. But we come by faith just like we came in salvation. And the thing that most people don't realize, every experience is not the same. And God might deal different with you than he did with me. Many people who have sought the Spirit Holy Spirit's baptism, expect God to open and close their mouth. But you have to be receptive, first of all, to speak in another language. Understand this, as they did at Pentecost. Next thing is, make sure you're clean. Mm -hmm. You've repented of all your sin. Mm -hmm. And desire him. The Bible says, don't be drunk with wine but be filled with the Spirit. And it says we will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come. So expect this right now. If you're needing and hungry for more, just say, Lord Jesus, by act of my will, I give my total self to you. I'm asking for your Spirit to come upon me as at Pentecost. I surrender my body, my soul, my spirit to you. I ask you, Father, to fill me with the Holy Ghost. Now, you're going to be aware of God's presence right now. You're becoming aware of his presence. But understand, don't praise him in your normal language because he wants to speak out of you. He wants authority over your tongue and you yield yourself to him. And by faith, the Bible says, he will fill my mouth. He will fill your mouth. So I would encourage you, as I'm doing right now, by faith, not knowing where I'm going with my speaking, 
I speak by faith. Shakaba soro la lekia kusanta. Aka soro kota. Hallelujah. And that is the Holy Spirit speaking from our spirit. And it becomes a language we can pray with when we're in need. But receive, keep receiving. Yes. yes. I feel the Spirit's moving. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. I really believe He's Thank filling you, you up. Yes. Thank you, Father. But don't speak in your normal language. By faith, speak. Yes. Speak it out. Yes, just speak. Mm-hmm. Just begin to make sounds. Yes, make sounds. Be- begin to make sounds, and by faith, you, yes. you trust that the Holy Spirit is going to turn that into language. It'll happen. It'll happen. I've seen it in thousands of people mm-hmm. around the world. Thank you, Father. It's happening in the nations. Yes. Yes, thank oh, you, Father. Shaka, I keep Hallelujah. receiving. Yes. Thank you, Father. And what you're doing, you're worshiping him in a new language. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You're thanking him for this new life of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And you start living after the Spirit. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Led by the Spirit. Yes. yes. Thank you, Lord. Receiving. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank Father. You, Father. Thank, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Glory well, you can God. continue to receive while we continue to talk, or you can just put this on pause and just let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Pull over if you're in your car and just <laughs> just put it in park and receive because Amen. the Holy Spirit wants to give you something you've never had before and lift you into a new level in Him. Yes. Because you're hungry for Him. Yes. And He wants to meet with you. Yes, amen. He wants he wants it more than you do. That's right. So just receive it. It's sort of like let there be light. Just let it happen. Let mm-hmm. let it happen. Let it in. Let the Holy Spirit in. So Bob, you have had this hunger all your life, even now, to continuously want more of God. More. more. So so what how did God lead you after that, after you received the Holy Spirit and then you, you just wanted more? How was the Lord leading you? I started looking for any avenue that might increase my understanding, and I started doing more praying than I had before, and I moved into new levels of faith as far as seeking the power of God and the gifts of the Spirit, and I thought I had to obtain each gift individually, Mm. so I started pursuing the gift of healing and then later the gift of prophecy. The Bible says desire spiritual gifts. Yes. yes. And that's the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians verse 1. And God has a purpose for him that we can glorify him while we're alive. Absolutely. Yes. Amen. And he wants to partner with us in the earth to accomplish in the earth his will as it is in heaven. Yes. So you were desiring these spiritual gifts, and God began to give them to you. Because I've heard you prophesy, I've seen you operate in the gift of healing and, and, and word yeah. of knowledge and all kinds of things. It was so amazing because I think, really, I received a gift of faith yes. when I had my experience. And I was believing God for different things, but God began to work in our life there at home. 
I bought a, a blind calf at an auction, and it was a beautiful calf, fat calf that had been nursing the cow, and it weighed 400 pounds, wow. totally blind. I got it for 10 cents a pound. <laughs> and so. And what was the going price at that time? Oh, it, they were selling about 35 cents. Okay. For a, but nobody would bid on it. So I bid on it and got it for that. And on the way home, I had Mark and Jeff, my sons. And I said, do you believe if we pray for this blind calf, God will heal it? And they looked at each other. They went along with it. Yeah. Sure, why not? So this was Saturday. And we bought the calf. And I was pastoring at that time. And so Sunday morning, I went down to see if the calf had been healed. And it had walked into the side of a fence. Mm -mm. And there was one nail that it hung one eyeball on and pulled it out of its head. Oh, no. And I knew that it was Satan's mocking coming against my faith in God. Mm -hmm. And I find that many times when we ask for a miracle, the devil will try to backlash Mm-hmm. or somehow cancel it or get you to doubt it before it can really manifest. Mm-hmm. But I says, God, look what he did. You can let the devil do this. This is terrible. And I was angry. And I started talking to the Lord like, this can't be. So I kept believing. And Wednesday morning when I went down, the pure white eyeball had turned coal black overnight. Hmm. Wow. And that calf, you couldn't walk up on it from either side. It was like it had both eyes. I had it less than a month, and I turned around, and the guy wanted to buy it because he had terminal cancer. And I would prayed for him, and he said, I want to keep my eye on a miracle. Wow. <laughs> Look at so that. So I had the sale bill, blind calf. Wow. He was not blind. Wow. Wow. So anyway, it ended up, we went through three calves. We had, after that, a calf walked by the barn. A gutter fell off and took its eye out. Good oh, grief. My. So I had to pray, and God restored that eye. Wow. <laughs> and wow. then it wasn't on purpose, but I was at another auction, and another blind calf, and I thought, well, we prayed for one. God healed it. Yeah. I didn't buy it with the purpose of it just went that way. And yeah. God healed it. Wow. But we started seeing uh, miracles with other animals. I ran over our uh, shepherd dog, a big German shepherd, beautiful dog, with the church van. Oh, no. Uh-huh. It's hot July day, and it felt like I ran over a boulder. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So I got out and seen what I'd done, and the dog couldn't do anything. It was completely, I could tell, its leg was crushed like a bag of sand. Mm. And I knew it would have to have a leg cut off. So it was time for me to go to work, and I put it in the car and told Sandra to take it to the veterinary. Mm -hmm. And she called me at work, and the doctor said uh, $500. Ouch. to take the fragments out of the leg and put a bar in there. Mm-hmm. And, that that uh, was a long time ago. $500 yeah. was a yeah. That's a lot, lot more and than what is now. And the ribs were crushed. Mm-hmm. He, said, I don't, he, he said, we need to put her to sleep. 
And I said, take her home. God's going to heal her. Wow. wow. So when I got home, I prayed for her. And that leg, which was like a bag of sand, I wrapped a uh, lath, which is like a one-inch small quarter-inch board to the leg. Three days later, she was jumping on the doghouse. Wow. wow. Yeah. Glory to God. Praise and God. She healed no effect from that. Wow. Praise but, God. So if God heals yeah. animals, yeah. think what he'll do for you. That's right. Wow. That's right. And by the way, I want to know, the man who bought the calf because he wanted to keep an, his eye on a miracle, did yeah. he get over the cancer? Uh, I think, I believe he did. I've seen him at the second auction, and he was doing good and believing by faith. It was just a man that I met and testified to. Wow. And he wanted to see the calf and then wanted to buy it. Wow. Wow. That's so, tremendous. So yeah. then as you were pursuing God and pursuing the gifts, and I'm sure you began to see miracles in people then too. Yeah. Seeing wonderful miracles. Yeah. Then then what, what took you to the next level? Actually... Just being obedient to the Spirit. Oh, that's huge. Who began to take us where we didn't want to go. <laughs> we had been asked to leave our church because of our doctrine. <laughs> and we were headed down the street to where we thought was the most spiritual church we knew of. And the Lord just spoke to him and he said, no, go to the First United Methodist. Hmm. I'm not putting down any church but it was where we didn't want to go because that's where my wife was raised. <laughs> and she said, anywhere but there, Bob. <laughs> I said, no, that's where This was in like 1974. Yeah. So the charismatic move is yeah. in full swing. Yeah. 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 I, I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit under Methodist too. Yeah. So it was there the pastor gave us the evening service. And we started bringing in spirit-filled speakers. Wonderful. Wow. And I had some experiences there contending with different things. But anyway, I felt the God calling me to start a church. Oh. And it was the same time that pastor was leaving. So we had had wonderful fellowship. And quite a few couples had been filled there while wow. we were there which would have never happened if we went where we wanted to go. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, we just met with some brothers that felt the same thing, the call of God. Some of them I'd never met before. And the counsel that we got was to meet as brothers till everybody knows who God had called a pastor. Wow. So we were just taking turns preaching and meeting and they decided, yeah, that Bob's supposed to be the pastor. Wow. And then I elected the first elder. The two of us elected the second. Three of us elected the fourth. And we began growing in our fellowship. And then God joined us with another fellowship, which was quite interesting. And it was his way of increasing strength. And yes. Mm-hmm. We built our building, of 40 by 80, and the pastor that we joined felt like he had a call to Mexico, hmm. which left me as the pastor of the church again, because wow. I had submitted to him when wow. we joined. Look at there. 
How long was it then uh, before you started going to the nations? Was that after the past? Actually, uh, I really, you know, we would go on a vacation. I might uh, try to talk to people, but as far as really making a missionary, it was after we joined Global Outpouring or End Time Handmade <laughs> Servants Group that we began to see the value of short times missions. And so our, we started fasting and praying. We did a 21-day fast. We had tickets, free tickets to go to the nations. And God spoke to us to go to Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> not your, not what you expected. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's obedience that brings forth fruit. Yeah. Huh. And it was very fruitful. It was a wonderful experience of seeing several delivered from demonic things. Glory to God. Had you seen that before you fasted 21 days? Actually, I'd seen a young man delivered of demons right after I'd been filled with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. began to realize there was that realm. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen it up to that time or never been with anybody that had any experience with them. But a Baptist couple called me up and said they had a young man that need delivered. Hmm. And I thought, well... It's easy. I'll just follow the Bible. There you go. go there and command it to come out. Yep. <laughs> so I walked in there and started talking to the young man, asking him why he thought he had demons. And the longer I listened to him, I could say, yeah, he was having some serious problems. So I just started, like I envisioned, mm -hmm. commanding that spirit to come out. For some reason, I thought I had to lay hands on him. And I started to stretch my hand, and his chin went down against his chest. He started foaming at the mouth and growling like a dog. Mm -mm -mm. And the couple that had invited me ran for the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing here thinking, Lord, what do I do? And I kept trying to do what I thought was right. Nothing was happening. He was growling and just carrying on. So the Lord said, have him say Jesus. I heard the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I said, say Jesus. Say Jesus. And about the third time, he said, yeah. And he, I kept doing that. Pretty soon he said, Jesus. And I said, say, I accept you, Jesus. I accept you, Jesus. And the Lord came in, and the devil started leaving. Hallelujah. Wow. It wow. was displaced, but it was Christ that was doing the work. Beautiful. Yeah. And he was totally set free. Praise God. Glory <laughs> to God. It was a wonderful deliverance. That's wow. tremendous. Yeah. You know, I think that was the gift of faith in operation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That led you into that to be able to just follow the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. powerful. But then after you fasted, I, I know you've testified that things got bigger for you in the Spirit. Yeah, we just was learning to depend on the Spirit, where we would go and what we would take. Mm -hmm. And God would give us both. And we went to different kind of places. The inner jungles of Nigeria. Wow. We went to uh, Cuba. We went to uh, when the wall went down in 
Germany. Yeah, in Berlin. Berlin yeah. We went in right after it. Mm -hmm. it. They were still coming out when yeah. we got there. Timely, timely. Yeah. And time to go. Uh, we seen God move marvelously. One of the wild things that God did, I fasted, uh, we both do. Sandra and I fasted 21 days seeking God, and God said, Brussels, Belgium. And I thought, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway, we didn't know a soul there, didn't know a church, didn't know nothing. But we clearly heard, take who is Jesus, the track that we printed are still available to the ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took it in five languages, German, French, Italian, Spanish, and English. And when we got there, we met a girl right after we got off the airplane. We were exhausted. She told us where this hotel that she recommended. We thought, well, we just will go there. Well, it was God directing us where he wanted us. We come up out of the ground, and uh, there was 5,000 teachers protesting wage cuts. Oh, my. Wow. Marking in, marching in ranks, and we had bought a lot of tracks, so I just stood and passed them out as the line wow. was coming by. <laughs> <laughs> just the and, right time. Yeah. So then we got at our hotel. It was a terrible old cheap hotel with a <laughs> bad mattress. And I noticed a lot of women standing uh -oh. on the corner. And I told Sandra, I says, I think those are prostitutes. She said, no. <laughs> no, Bob, I don't think so. Anyway, we got in the room and it was like 930 and the Lord said, go out on the street. Oh, my. Oh, wow. And I said, Sandra, God's tell me to go on the street. She says, you go, I'm going to pray. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I walked out. She said, actually, she said, there won't be nobody out there. Because whenever we got there, it was not that active. But when I went out there on the street, it was completely full of cars and mm. men walking everywhere. And mm -mm -mm. I didn't know where I was at. So I seen a young man on the corner. And I said, why are all these cars here? And he said, you're at the legalized prostitution district of Brussels. Oh, my. <laughs> and I thought, good night. I said, are you a Christian? Now, why would I ask him that? I was hoping. He said, yes. Oh, and wow. I said, would you walk with me and help hand out tracts? Wow. And he said, Yes. Wow, I mean, it was that simple, just that crazy. No. Just follow the Holy Spirit. So no. we just started walking out, and we would ask the people, oh, do you speak English? Whatever they spoke, we had the track. Mm. And there was all kinds of men. And we were together working, and we stopped, gave these tracks. I turned around, and he was gone. <gasps> Oh, instantly wow. disappeared. Wow. I looked up and down the street and I knew what it was. And wow. Because this was a beautiful young man, just wow. so clean looking and so cooperative. Wow, look at that. <laughs> you know, you had an angel, yeah. an angel unawares. <laughs> so I said, Lord, I started praying and he says, go ahead and go. But it was amazing because it, this, these were like uh, storefront 
business, mm -hmm. only every one of these big windows had girls in every type of dress, mm -hmm. like any type that would draw mm -hmm. men, every color girl. Wow. And later I learned that there was 10,000 prostitutes in oh, Brussels. Jesus. Oh, my. Lord. So I them. covered that whole area, and I had some resistance. One guy says, what are you doing handing these out here? You should be around the church, not here. <laughs> <laughs> so the church don't need them. You need them. <laughs> wow. Wow. But, uh, amazing. To me, it's a, it was a remarkable experience. But then Sandra and I, we covered the uh, Spanish-speaking district of Brussels. And German tourists were coming in on buses. We were giving them German tracks. And wow. wow. We met a girl from the college there, and she seen what we were handing out. She was a Christian. And she says, where can I get these tracks? Oh this my. is exactly what I need to hand out at the college. Wow. wow. And so we unloaded a lot of our, <laughs> our amazing French thing. and uh, yeah. languages Glory that she wanted God. there for the school. That, that's just amazing. You know, the only opportunity we've ever had to anything quite like that, we were in France, we were at Lourdes. Yes. And we had... I don't many our team, and we had, you know, we had all the different tracks, the Italian, the French, and yeah. ask them what language they spoke because they're coming there for a spiritual experience. Right. Yeah. You know, all the Catholics, you know, this is a pilgrimage to go to Lourdes. Then it was just an amazing thing, and they're giving tracks away till we got booted out. You, know? <laughs> you got booted out. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. We, really? we we some of the we we didn't, but a bunch of the some of the team got booted out. They got caught, and they were asked to leave. You know, but uh, having all that at one place, and just how God just led you, the Spirit of God leading you to do that. Mm -hmm. You don't know where you're going. You get on the plane and. And what's fortunate for Bob and Sandy, you know, is he, he worked for the airlines. Yes. And he was able to fly anywhere in the world on standby. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, for free, except maybe pay the tax and because of his seniority with the airline. So it's just like, an, you know. A, it a, was a, a setup. It's a setup, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> and he's used that all over the world to travel. Yeah. yeah. And God just has really blessed him in that department. and. You know, and just to go somewhere, just going blind, taking tracks and watching how he leads you. And that's how we want God to use us. Absolutely. Know? But you've been seeing outpouring everywhere you've gone, yes. every nation you've gone to. You've seen the Holy Spirit moving in powerful ways. But then God spoke to you a few years ago to do something that you certainly weren't expecting. What was that? Start a Bible school. And it was now, like. Wait, 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 wait. Let me go back and say, you're Dr. Robert Baldwin, are you not? Right. You received a doctorate in the International School of Ministry yes. that we held here for years. Yes. And so you're, you're qualified to start a Bible school. Yes. And God knew that. That's why he asked you. Yeah. So then what did you do? How did he show you to do this? Well, it happened when I was waking up and the voice was like audible. And it was such a shock. I couldn't believe it, but I knew it was God. And I started praying and seeking God three days. And about the third day, I heard him say, go on Facebook. And Facebook has private rooms. And uh, these different private rooms, you can establish, you know, and control what happens. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I started, it's been five years. Wow. Five, and, years. Uh, five years teaching wow. daily, isn't it? 
I've been trying to teach daily. Wow. And do you just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Every day. I I don't want to spend time. I just want what he wants. Exactly. And uh, It's anointed, too. You know, a lot of times I just ask him to show me where we're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, it's like, and you open your Bible and go there. Yeah. It, wow. That's tremendous. And, and that meets somebody right at that moment that mm-hmm. there's something there that somebody needs. Yeah. You know, so a Bible school isn't always have to be, we're following this uh, curriculum out of this book, da-da-da-da. You know, Bible school can be every day, your everyday life. Yes, it is. When you're walking in the Spirit, you know. Yeah, I try to cover all kinds of topics. Yeah. You know, I can't say I'm an expert on anything. (laughs) But you've got lots of experience. Yeah. I'll, I'll... Teach till the expert comes. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's very good. Very good. So if someone wanted to find you on Facebook, they would look for Bob Baldwin. Yes. With the black hat. Right. Okay. Just friend me. Yeah. And then you can start following. At what what time of day do you teach? I come on 6 o'clock Central Time. Okay. And you're just following the leading of the Holy Spirit every day. Then Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. My wife usually helps me do a communion. Beautiful. That's so Mm. important. And you have written a number of books through the years, and we carry some of those on our website, globaloutpouring.org. Just click on the shop button and search for Robert Baldwin, and you'll find his books there. I just want to encourage you. These are important teachings that will help you to grow, help equip you for the global outpouring. You know, it's going to be all hands on deck. When this outpouring really comes in fullness. Anybody who knows anything about God is going to be required to help other people who know nothing. Yeah. yeah. So the more equipped you are, the more you have walked with the Lord. See, Bob's example here that you're hearing is a matter of walking in the Spirit, walking with God, following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Every And it's not like you probably did everything exactly right. You, you might have made a mistake no. or two along the way. Many. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the point is that it's easier, I think there's a law of physics or something, that it's easier to move the direction of something that's already in motion. Right, yeah. So take a step, move out with what what you believe is the right thing, and then if you need a little correcting, God can do a course correction for you. Yes. And you just be humble and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. I I was acting in my flesh or whatever, but the Holy Spirit has dealt with me, and here's what he's saying now. Yeah. You know, sometimes we get out there with our intellect instead of the Holy Spirit. Yes. But would you just pray again for the listeners to get that that hunger, to get a, a freshening of the hunger for God in their lives, and however you feel the Holy Spirit to lead. All right. Father, we thank you for speaking to us today enabling us to speak, to testify of your acts that we have witnessed and seen through our life. We thank you that we know that you want us to contend, contend for the faith that was delivered to the saints, to press in, to desire. And as you do this, you'll find that God will respond. Thank you, Lord, for responding to these desires of your people Thank you for speaking to their hearts, putting a desire in them right now, maybe for missions, maybe for jail work, maybe for street ministry, 
maybe for going into the HELPS ministry or supporting a work like Global Outpouring. And Father, we pray that you'll equip them by yes, your Lord. grace to rise up into the call. Yes. The Lord will Lord. lay it on your heart if you're willing to obey and go. Yes. The Lord will help those who are moving, who start taking first steps by faith. Yes. The Lord says, I will equip you. I will anoint you. I will strengthen you and you will go forth in my authority as my witness, as my missionary, as the one that I would call to teach, as the one that I would call to be my servant. Prepare your heart, prepare your heart, for the harvest is ripe, saith the Lord. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, Bob. It's been a pleasure to have you with us. Amen. And we just uh, want to encourage everybody to go out to the Global Outpouring YouTube channel and watch. Not too long ago, you preached for us at our Friday night live worship. So just enjoy that. Bob told lots of other stories that we didn't cover today. If you like his stories, go and listen to that. God bless you. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.